0: Welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Rick McClatchy. Glad to be back with you today. If you were joining us last week, you heard uh, me and my good friend, Sue, talking about another uh, portion of the spiritual formation journey. We're talking about some spiritual disciplines. We started out part one of this conversation talking about the different spiritual makeups that people have, different ways that people connect most effectively with God. We threw out a couple of different resources for you to consider, um, all tucked away in the show notes of the last episode. I really encourage you to go back and check that out. Uh, part two, oh, so the the stuff we talked about last week was Bible reading um, and devotionals and prayer. And, and one thing I loved, um, Sue, welcome in. Glad you're here. Thanks, Thanks again for just continuing to make time for this because Uh, Because I was just going to say, you really you really crushed it last time, uh, making sure to pull all of the spiritual disciplines into the community aspect of the journey and and keeping the I think, you know, it's easy, as I have just demonstrated, it's so easy to fall into the trap of our individualistic culture that we live in, that we actually end up thinking about all of these things only through the individual perspective. So, I mean, um, ha, you know, I'll catch you off guard. What's one way that you've kind of experienced life? Because um, we talked about Bible reading and prayer last week. Uh, what's one way you've experienced life and more fullness in prayer when you, when you did it in a community setting? Like what's something that you've personally mm. benefited from that process?
1: Yeah, um, you did catch me off guard, but prayer I can talk about yeah. any time because I love it. Um, I think for me... When I first started um, following Jesus as closely as I am today, I remember prayer just being this thing that was individual, did it by myself in my closet or what have you. And now I'm at a place of realizing how powerful prayer can be for other people. And so I spend a lot of time praying for other people, whether I, I call them on the phone and pray them out loud, I send them prayer messages. Um, I try to, at least a few times a week, pray for people, whether it's with them Or for them like that I write it out and stuff and the power of that for people that don't pray for people that don't know Jesus the power of that is like people are like oh thank you and it's such a blessing to them and that blesses me from what they get from prayer so
0: that's cool that you mentioned that specific expression because I actually remember a day where I got one of those from you and Uh, um and 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 i would say i'm fortunate enough actually to get those not often but it's not like totally foreign for me to get something from someone that's like hey hey pastor rick i'm you know i'm praying for you today i mean yours was like the prayer was written out mm-hmm. and i thought that was something that not everybody does but yet really really powerful because it like deeply ministered to my heart that day as i just read it i was like man i I felt honored. I felt appreciated. I felt cared for. It was really, um, it was really a, a crazy, like full on, like heartwarming, um, encouraging, strengthening kind of thing, in such a simple format. And so, um, Matt, I would say that's a perfect example of how prayer, when we engage it in community, um, strengthens everyone involved not just the prayer or the e, if you will. So, excellent job. See, it wasn't like I caught you off guard at all. You were totally ready for that. <laughs> Thank so, you, Jesus. <laughs> what are the what are the two points that we saved for today? What are we going to talk about today?
1: We're going to talk about probably two of the ones that are a little bit harder for people, Sabbath and spiritual retreats.
0: Awesome. So, uh, talk to me about Sabbath. Like, what does that word even mean? Where does it come yeah. from and how do we do it?
1: yeah sabbath is a tough one um sabbath is really just about resting in god but it's really about being very intentional about it so when we talk about god created the world in six days and the seventh day he rested and so sabbath is built on that concept of resting once a week for a day and so not doing chores not working not connected to your phone all the time am um, really taking time out to experience God um, in a quiet way, however that is. And so I think for me, and I won't speak for everybody, but I think a lot of people have this vision of what Sabbath is supposed to look like, and I think it doesn't have to look that way. And we talked about it on the last podcast, everybody is u- uniquely made. We all experience Sabbath very differently. And you had said that I experience it through nature, and you're absolutely right. My Sabbath literally is out hiking for hours on a day without my phone, maybe with people, maybe by myself, depending. Um, Because for me, I live by myself, and so to spend another day by myself isn't always the best way to connect with God. Sometimes I need to be with people, too. And so people in nature, um, or nature by myself, either way is a full day of just disconnecting from the world, disconnecting from the distractions, and just spending time listening for God, um, being in communion with Him, praying, and just um, experiencing him through nature, which is a beautiful thing for me.
0: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, one thing that you kind of pointed out there, again, kind of going back to that whole community application of it is, again, I think the default, at least for probably Americans, I, I don't know about other cultures necessarily, but at least for Americans, we, you know, would always have the tendency to process it on Sabbath would be individual. I take time. I, you know, I rest. I don't do I, I, I. Um, And a lot of times I can feel very in practical, like how in the world could I even do that? Um, But that, so one, I think um, reminding people, no, like Sabbath can be experienced in, in community and there's actually tons of value uh in community and what what is one thing that you definitely should do uh when you're sabbathing is you should eat together mm-hmm. you should share a meal together and um and I think what the reason why sabbath is so crucial is because there is this uh well one guy says uh Pete Scazzaro, uh, in his book emotionally healthy spirituality it might be the emotionally healthy leader i can't remember now but one of those books he talks about how um doing practicing the sabbath is um, experiencing experiencing a little bit of death every week Mm -hmm. and reminding yourself that you're not that important um that (laughs) that interesting i didn't do any work today maybe i didn't answer any text messages or emails today And you know what? The world is still on its axis and it is still it's still spinning, still going, you know, Uh, because it turns out Jesus is holding the universe together, not me. And um, so one, it's a it's an exercise in humility, helps us to walk in a greater level of humility. Plus, it's just, you know, like in Psalm 23, where it says that he leads us beside still waters Mm -hmm. and restores our soul. We even talked about it last week. We're just, you know, I feel like there's people listening that are listening from a place of just a frazzled heart, you know, just. Um, and uh, it, I think it's in um, Macbeth. Uh, it's, I'm going all over the place today. <laughs> in, in Macbeth, uh, there's this place where, um, you know, Macbeth is like tortured by this whole scenario that's going on. And so he stops being able to sleep because he's so tortured by the violence that he has uh you know been a part of and because his wife is trying to get him to kill people to eliminate them and it well you know it's a classic tragedy Uh, i always say in shakespeare in the tragedies everybody dies in the comedies everybody gets married it's weird i don't know so but there's this whole um solo speech that he does about the the tattered sleeve of life that is only woven back together by by rest by sleep and and so it's this place where he's like almost gone insane because it's go, it's been so long since he's slept well because of everything that he's under was of his own doing right and i just think you know normally i'd like to take my inspiration from the bible but but it's so powerful the way that that the play demonstrates that portion of our reality. And, and it might not be because somebody has gone and, you know, hopefully not because they've gone and killed somebody. But but maybe their their life is just really hard. And uh, and actually it's counter it's counterintuitive, right? Because it's like, hey, if I feel tired and worn out and frazzled, like I probably just need to work a little bit harder to get to that place and yet God calls us to, it's almost like tithing, you know, like we're supposed to give God the first fruits of our our time, our talent, our treasure, and the time piece would be Sabbathing, the right? Sabbath.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have kids in a family. Talk about doing Sabbath as a family um, and the benefits of that.
0: Well, shoot. Um, First of all, just from a natural perspective, what it, what it can communicate to, we'll just say, you know, from parents to their kids, what it can communicate. One is, hey, you're important. Um, but it doesn't just communicate you're important, it communicates that God is so important to us. We're going to take a whole day to not do all the stuff that we all know. There's all this stuff that needs to be done. Um, And I think God has given, like, the perfect recipe to be able to keep families intact, to be able to, because, I mean, you take one day a week and you just slow down and you just enjoy one another and reconnect with one another, take a nap, Mm -hmm. um, sit around and play a board game and or read a book and talk to each other and and i think there's this piece of hey you know what we're thing and so we're actually gonna we're actually gonna think and talk about the lord and that it actually creates a springboard for other days of the week for you to be able to have more conversations about the lord and about what he's doing what he's speaking to your heart and so it's just this this beautiful setup uh, from a family, and, and I will be super on it. I do not want to come across like a hypocrite here. Uh, I'm like, hey, uh, go do this stuff, you know, and then you find out, you talk to my wife and be like, yeah, bro doesn't know how to Sabbath." It's true. <laughs> like, It's a hard thing. So, so I'm, I'm like in the middle of this struggle. To be quite honest, uh, two years, a year and a half, two years ago, uh, it was zero a part of my life. Um, and my, I do, I do, Sort of okay, and at this point, I would say like I get like a half of a Sabbath in, where I'll take like a good half of a day where we're, and we can still work on upping the spiritual focus side of it, um, but even just the natural side of just slowing down and being with family is deeply helpful and meaningful, and that kind of thing. So and God's just so gracious, and that's you know like I don't think we said it last week, but you're always really always wanting to make sure that we say it every week. This is not something for you to do, to check off a list. This is about relationship. This is about connecting with God and and understanding all of the fullness that he has for us, how much he loves us. And in order for us to know that, we have to take some time to think about it and, and consider and appreciate and be thankful. And so um, so that's how I have, you know, thought about and experienced. Um some friends of mine in the church, they they have three kids and um they for probably the last year or two, they've been working really hard. That sounds funny, but they've been working really hard at um practicing the Sabbath mm-hmm. as a family. And so just getting to hear from them actually has been really inspiring to me um to work a little bit harder at it in our family to make it a priority. Um because you know we we tithe. That's a priority for us. The paycheck comes in, we we cut that first part off and we give and and that's a conviction and we do it, whether we feel like it or not, because most of the time we have somewhere else that money can go. Right. Like, um, you know, the surprise thing that popped up or whatever. And and it is the exact same concept with our time. Of course, there's always something you can do with that time. But shouldn't we choose to invest it in the best thing?
1: Yeah, and I, um, I'm i not great at Sabbath either. I'm getting better. Um, but I had always thought, and so this is for anyone out there that was like me, that I always thought it was this structure of how you had to do Sabbath. You had to be home, reading your Bible, praying, journaling all day long, and you couldn't talk to anybody, and you had to be by yourself. And I was like, that's that to me is... A word I won't say on your podcast, but it, <laughs> it was not. It's really
0: crappy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It would not be how I'd want to spend a day, and it would, it would frustrate me, and it would take me further away from God than towards God. And so as I've spent time talking to God about, like, what does Sabbath look like for me? I'm uniquely made. What does my Sabbath look like? And the freedom of just, like, I made you to love nature. I made you to experience me in nature. It's okay, go hiking. And you need to be with your friends. You've been by yourself all week. Go be with your friends. That's okay too. And so, just the freedom of being like, oh, this can be my Sabbath. This is what it can look like. I can tell you that I literally just pray all day long and I have a, like, just go down my list of people and I just pray and I just pray. And God's like, you don't think that's Sabbath? Like, that's Sabbath. So, just for each person, it's gonna look differently. Um, and that's okay. and let it be what your relationship with God is and create what that uniqueness is and how it fills you.
0: It's so good. Um, I've always uh, commented on one one big time bestseller book out there is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And nice. I, I actually uh, read it when I went to George Fox. I was you know, in their business program. and so, one of the one of the first classes I took, we read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I remember getting through it and being like, Man, this dude like this dude just read the Bible and wrote a book mm. based on, you know, biblical principles and that's one, why it all works. And two, you know, why it's a raging bestseller. Cause one of the seven habits is called sharpening the saw. And so uh, you know, there's this quote out there, I wanna say it always gets ascribed to abraham lincoln but i don't actually to be honest don't know who originally quoted it you know Uh, it's like you can trust anything that's on the internet abraham lincoln you know like um i'm not sure that's true so um but the quote is you know if i had if i have six hours to cut wood i'm gonna spend the first five hours sharpening my axe you know, that um the, making sure that the tools that I have to do the job uh, so that I'm not spending, you know. And, and so uh, God knows how our bodies are made, how our mind is made and the limits of our physical bodies. And I like to think of, you know, sharpening the saw is a great uh, visual for what God is asking us to do in that in that Sabbath period. Um but also thinking about the word recreation um the word recreation comes from recreate Hmm. and and so i especially think of that as you're describing your journey is that you're like go go for a hike well that sounds like i'm playing well yeah kind of like i want you to not work and whatever whatever activities you find to be restful um but It's not just rest as in like the lazy man, you know, because Proverbs talks about the sluggard who is like a like a door uh, on its hinges on his bed. You know, he's like a door on its hinges on his bed, just turning over and over and over. And, and, uh, you know, poverty comes upon him and lack and want and all the bad stuff that you don't want in your life. Um, Yet God also calls us in appropriate times and measures to rest. But it's it's like rest with purpose. Um, and so I like the word uh, recreation because one, it gives me permission to, to have fun because God created fun. He, he created pleasure. And so, and, and I, I, I like specifically that you like the outdoors because it's just a great example. Like, he's like, yeah, I went to all this work to create this beautiful place around you yeah, it's okay if you appreciate it. It's okay if you enjoy it, Sue, you know, like I made it and you know what? (laughs) Like, thank you for, thank you for enjoying what I made. I mean, have you ever made something for someone? Like maybe you made them a meal and they eat it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. Like, this is so good. It's like, and that feels really good. Thank you for appreciating the thing that I spent time making for you. Thank you for enjoying it. What a powerful concept for us in our relationship with God is he has made things for us to partake of and for us to just partake of it. Gratefully, thankfully appreciating is like worship, right? It's like, thank you. Thank you for these good gifts that you've placed in my life. It's powerful.
1: Well, and when I'm out in the mountains, it's like, how can I not be awestruck about how amazing God is? Like, you look at the mountains. I'm a big mountain person. Some people are water people, whatever. But when you look at them, you're like, you created this. Like, it puts you to a level, at least for me, just a level of like, again, just in awe of who he is and all he's done. And I, it just continues to humble me and bring me to a place of like, Lord, I... They' you're amazing, um so I just think it, it it again it it's a position to your heart, It's postures your heart for you.
0: I get that same from the ocean, I'd be yeah. like, I mean, I love mountains,, uh, but boy, just standing on the shore of the ocean, or if you've ever been in a place where you look in every direction and there's just water mm. or like it's mind boggling because you're like how is it that I can't see any land in any direction? How is this okay? Or um, I mean, I've you know, experienced that like flying in an airplane and you're uh, like, when I flew to Asia, I flew to Asia one time and you're just like looking at the little map that the airplane is flying over and you're like, wow, it is like, there's no land. You know, like we're just over a lot of water and, and you just think, the, the revelation in scripture that he is the God who created that he's the maker of heaven and earth. And you're like, wow. I, so I love what you're saying. Just that heart perspective of humility. Um, be, and, and again, it kind of goes to that whole, like uh, in a little bit morbid way to say it, but the Sabbath is like practicing what it's like to not be here. You know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, if I just checked out, like if, if I just die tomorrow, you know what the world goes on without me nice. so i need to not live my life and you know i can feel some of this pressure sometimes you know just in my job i got people from all different kinds of random places and situations asking for help and a lot of times everything feels like an emergency and uh, you know so my wife constantly is trying to balance me out and like you know you can you can return that call tomorrow you can do that tomorrow you can you know whatever and Um, And so for me, uh, it is none of us, I think, sit around going, I am the savior of the universe, you know, like (laughs) I am a really big deal. But in practice, we live that way a lot of times. At least I do. I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for you. Um, So Sabbath, powerful, powerful um, practice for us. And really, uh, it's one of the Ten Commandments. So this would be a spiritual discipline. That's a little bit more than just a discipline, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, again, I think it's hard for people, especially nowadays with our phones and everything other way that we stay connected is how do you step away from that and turn your phone off. And we all know the world continues to move. And all those people that were trying to reach us, we'll get to them tomorrow. But for some reason, there's, you know, that it continues to draw us. And so it's a huge distraction. It's hard to, it's hard to turn off.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of <laughs> slowly but surely trying to go uh, more analog for all of my, like, devotions and all of the spiritual discipline stuff. Like, I try to, even though there's so many good digital tools, right now in my life, I just lack the self-control to stay focused. It's crazy. And so I can waste so much time. I could be spending with the God of the universe and instead... I get sucked into some text message or some Facebook post or some ridiculousness, you know, and it doesn't set your day off on the right tone. <laughs> Time with the Maker of heaven and earth would have been better, you know, but I get distracted, and so, um, so let's jump into maybe the uh, the Sabbath on steroids a little bit yeah. here and talk about the concept of uh, spiritual retreats. And um, have you have you personally been able to experience? Uh, spiritual retreat what's been your personal experience and out of that maybe uh some lessons that you learned things to do things not to do kind of thing like give me your thoughts yeah. on that
1: and it's been a newer one for me as well of just like okay what does a spiritual retreat really look like and and because I do do spiritual retreats by myself um, whereas Sabbath, I'm very comfortable doing it with other people. Spiritual retreats, I actually do by myself. Um, and not as frequently. That's maybe every quarter at best in a year, so four times a year. Um, and I think I've only been starting to do I them in mean, the last couple of years. Um, and it came to me just of that need to get away from from everything. So from my house, from, my, from people, and just get on my hands and knees before God. So I think the first time I did a spiritual retreat was because I was dry and I had lots going on and I needed some, I needed some answers. I needed to understand where God wanted me to go with things. But because of doing that and the power of him showing up so powerfully, I was like, oh, why am I not doing this more often? This is so, because I prayed over it. I had people pray over it for me. Um, and for me, a spiritual retreat really has been going somewhere. And again, it doesn't have to, like I've done it, and just rented a hotel room. I've done an Airbnb. I went camping by myself. Um, but just to, to spend that time by myself in prayer, in worship, um, and just asking God to speak. And he's always shown up bigger than I ever thought he would. And so that desire to keep doing that has been um, it's, it's less and less that it's a need of the sense of desperation. It's just a desire um, to want that special time with him. And they're not long. Most of mine have been one night. I don't think I've gone longer than one night. Um, some people will go and go to some sort of um, retreat place or things like that, that they have your meals, they have it all structured for you, so it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. Or, or people like me, we just go camp somewhere that, we're away from people, and we can just sit in our tent and read our Bible and journal and cry and pray and whatever emotions come over us.
0: Yeah, so really, it's again, it's just the concept of Sabbath, but maybe just a little bit longer time period where the Sabbath would be, you know, um, sun up to sundown. Da- sun sun up to sundown could be one or, you know, noon on this day to noon on the next day, or 5 p.m. to 5 p.m., like a, a 24-hour period. Um, but just really uh, recognizing, and this is, I don't know that you could say necessarily, I mean, you could say Jesus Jesus went into the wilderness, He you know, mm-hmm. took time away. So you could definitely build, you know, certainly a biblical case or model that spiritual retreats are a thing, but I think also culturally, and I don't think it's restricted to, uh, to America because other nations certainly have busyness problems, mm-hmm. um, is that, uh, especially in this digital age that we live in, just so, you know, so many distractions that can come your way is that it's so kind of frazzled our brains that it takes some time to almost detox in a sense from all of the noise to get to a place where you can actually hear from God. And I think um, if you marrying these two concepts together, the Sabbath on a regular basis and the and the spiritual retreat on the uh, more periodic basis, actually like complement each other really, really well, because on a weekly basis, you're learning the discipline of how to put your body in that place of rest and receiving and listening. um, So that when you go to the spiritual retreat side, there's this larger um, capacity, I guess, to receive from God. And, and I just think, um, you know, Christians, we should probably be like the most creative, the most effective, the most successful people in every, in every facet of life because we have the spirit of the living God dwelling inside of us. And I think most of the time, you know, and you could you could make a lot of cases where that actually has been the case. There has been people that have, you know, like God's given them an idea for something and it's revolutionized something and they've actually been able to make tons of money and fund mission trips and all kinds of stuff all over the world. Um, but most of the time, I think we wander around, bumping our heads on things, because we don't take the time and discipline ourselves to listen and to be to be quiet enough to hear the voice of the Lord and the direction of the Lord, and and so um, again, because He wants our witness to be able to support our forness, right? So. Um, he doesn't just want us to come and be like, hey, reporting for duty, what do you want me to do for you? He's like, hey, if I just wanted stuff done, I'd probably do that on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am the God of the universe, by the way. So you actually have to go, like, go get all tired and sweaty to get work done. He's like, I just say it and it happens. So obviously I don't need your help, but there's this journey I want to take with you and and so that's us we just want to you know it's uh, from an american perspective anyways we just want to get stuff done you're like lord just tell me what you want me to do i'm going to go do it and then you're going to be real proud of me you're going to give me some medals and stuff for my great performance you know i'm I'm not just going to get the participation trophy darn it i i want the prizes because i want to show you how much i love you by everything that i do for you and he's like man just. Quit, quit it, Martha. You know, quit with the Martha and and do a little Mary action okay. here for a little bit. You know, like just sit at my feet, and and get to know my heart. And uh, I'm just preaching to myself right now. Yeah. If you if you weren't picking up on that,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so just be so good. Um, well, I I love that. I think, um, and I think that there's. I think there is a place for the spiritual retreat to be done in community. I think we mm-hmm. you know you see. Uh, men's retreats, women's retreats, yes. those kinds of, even marriage retreats, those types of exercises all function on the same type of principles of just shutting out the noise and bringing a level of focus into let God speak into your your womanhood as a community of women, um, into your manhood, a community of men or marriage and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so um, I still think that That there is community aspect to those. But I think it's healthy both ways, uh, like you're saying, to get that um, personal time away and also to do the community thing. So um, somebody out there was wondering that, and we just gave them permission, and they feel way better now. So that's good. Um, Anyways, uh, so Sue, last parting comments on Bible reading, prayer, Sabbath, or retreats. Anything you want to throw in there? you know, I
1: always say this on every podcast. Just enjoy it. Like, just enjoy it. Don't look at it as a task. Um, Just look at it as an opportunity to be with our creator. And, like, and just go into it with a humble heart and know that he will always meet you. And he will always speak. Just have to be open and listen.
0: That's really good. And, um, you know, most of the time I would just be like, hey, you know, just figure it out and, and jump in and try it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would also say, you know, if you got somebody that's really struggling, we'll, we'll use the tithing thing. They're really struggling to, like, 10%. Whoa, you know, like, that's, that's a lot. How do I do that? But, um, you know, hey, well, why don't you start with 5%? Why don't you take a little step of faith? And you know, you know what? I know it's not a full tithe, and there's probably people out there that get all hot and bothered by the fact that they're not like, well, you can't call it a tithe if it's not ten percent, because the very word means a tenth, you know. And um, but it's the the posture of our heart, the and then the action that that signifies, like, Lord, man, I you know, help me out here, and I, I want to trust you, I want to believe in you. So you know what? When it comes to the Sabbath if one whole day you look at your world and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know how I could do this. Start with half a day, you know, like Mm -hmm. start, start with four hours, you know, and just, Hey, from 8am to noon, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff. Um, so I think, you know, don't over intimidate yourself out of the process by setting the expectation level so high. But also I think if you then put in all of the stuff that we said at the beginning, just to, it, it's recreation, it's, it's enjoyment, it's, it's actually God calling us into more joy and happiness and less stress and frazzledness. And so in some senses, there's like, you know what, just say yes. Yeah. Just say yes to the Lord because he has come that you would have life and life to the full. And the Sabbath is one of the key ingredients that makes that possible. He doesn't just give us commands for the sake of giving us commands. He commanded the Sabbath because he knew how desperately we would need it. And so I think we need to we need to we need to buck up and figure out how to obey the Lord as He calls us to the things that we desperately need. And just say, you know what? You probably know me better better than I know myself. So you think I need to rest? You know what? I probably need to rest, and uh, begin to be humble. And recognize, you know what, I think the world will continue on without me. Um, you know, the bills will still be there to pay tomorrow. The All of the things that I feel like are so important today, you know what, they'll probably be there tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And remember, God's just looking at our hearts. So if you try and you start out just one thing at a time and then you continue to add it. So if you do four hours... And you have your phone on. Okay. But the next time you do four hours, you don't have your phone on for two of them or what have you. It's just, it's a process of just taking one step at a time. God sees your heart. He knows you're trying. He's going to help you to be able to succeed as you continue to try. But it's just, you got to step out and try and just start to do one thing at a time and it'll just build off of itself.
0: So good. So good. Just remember, it's a relationship. God's calling us into um, a place of joy, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. That's what he's inviting us into. Um, That's a pretty great place to be. So awesome. Once again, Sue, thank you so much. Uh, Absolutely. That was a great conversation. Uh, I am walking away today, honestly, (laughs) super challenged. Um, So I want to go take a good look at this today and, and really think about how how can I apply this to my life? So thank you. Thank you for sharing with me and speaking into my life and, um, and absolutely hope that it has been a benefit to you, the listening audience as well. Um, our heart here at the growing faith podcast is simply to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry and being healthy and whole and walking a good journey of spiritual formation ourselves and in community is such an important part of that. Um, uh, so hopefully, uh, you're taking some notes and you're putting things into action, and you're learning to journal, and you're walking, uh, you know, whatever area you need to grow in, you're taking steps of faith to see what God might do. Um, so our heart is that it's helping you. If it is, well, we sure would love it if you would share it with other people, uh, like, and comment, and rate the podcast. We're now on Spotify. Hello, that's pretty cool. So uh, you can now access the show on Spotify as well, Apple Podcasts, and also the Google podcast store as well. So lots of places to access the show. And um, you can always reach me at rickm at mannahouse.church and check the show notes for anything that we have referenced that you would like more information on. With that, God bless you and have
1: the most amazing day.